Uh, right now, as we uh, continue our message series, Forefront, and uh, this message series is all about things that we need to put first in our life uh, uh, to, to, you know, at the start of the year uh, that we believe can, can set us up to see God move in our lives. Things that we need to put first in our lives that will help us and direct us uh, uh, put Jesus ultimately uh, at the forefront of our lives, right? To put Him in the most important position or place in our lives. And so we all, we all want to do that, right? We all want Jesus to be first in our life. And so we believe and I believe that these things help us uh, put and keep Jesus uh, first in our lives. And so uh, over, over this month, we've, I've spoken about prayer. And uh, I just want to let you know that we, we do have these, uh, uh, these Pray First booklets uh, still available for you. So after the service, uh, you can head back to our, uh, the desk uh, at the back of the auditorium. Uh, these are free resource. It's a free resource for you uh, to help you, assist you in prayer. Uh, it teaches us uh, why to pray, how to pray. There's different types of prayers and different seasons you can pray for. And uh, that's just a free resource for you, for you to take. And uh, we believe as we put that first in our lives, uh, we can see, uh, we, can, we can become closer to God and see Him move in our lives. So that's available for you. Uh, last week I spoke about choosing faith over fear, right? I believe we have a decision, that we have a choice to make. Uh, whether in whatever season we may be in and whatever you may go through this year, you actually have a choice to go, I'm going to choose faith and choose a faith in God, that He is my provider, that He is my Savior, that He is my Lord, or you can choose to have fear and go, I don't know, I'm, I'm uncertain, I don't know what this looks like, and if I just panic, maybe it'll sort itself out. We have a decision to make. And this morning, I want to talk about the Word of God. I want to talk about the Bible, talk about Scripture. And, you know, as I was praying this morning, I, uh, I, for myself, I was just praying, and I just thought, God, I, I thought, you know, this year, if... If my prayer life grows, right? I'm talking to God saying, God, if my prayer life grows and, and, and this, this year, right now, I, I choose and I decide, uh, I decide to, to, to choose faith over fear this, this year in whatever circumstances might come my way. And, and, and if I press into the Word of God more this year than I ever have before, and I'm praying this this morning, going, God, I'm expecting your power and presence in my life, right? As we put these things first, God, I'm expecting, I'm believing for your power and your presence to move in my life and around me. I'm believing for breakthrough in areas of my life. I'm, I'm believing that there'll be a blessing there. I'm, I'm believing that I can see miracles as, I, as, I, as, as my prayer life grows, as I choose faith and as I, as I press more into the Word of God, right? I'm believing for those things in my life and know that uh, the same applies to you. The same can be true for you as well because who knows that God wants to be involved in your life. God wants to be a part of your life. And, uh, and as I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about prayer. So that prayer involves us with God. Prayer involves us with God and it involves God in our lives. And as much as I believe that prayer connects us and, and, and prayer does involve us, I believe the Word of God keeps us. The Word of God holds us. In all seasons of life, I've got it behind me. Uh, you can put it up there. But, but, but prayer involves you with God, but the Word of God will keep you, it will hold you in all seasons of life, right? Has anyone got a favorite restaurant that they like going to? And, and not only is it your favorite restaurant, but you have like that one meal that you always get, right? Surely I can't be the only one, all right? It's like, yeah, 
is like, I love that place, but it's like, really, it's like, I just love that one meal that they make, right? It's just, and, and, and whenever you go there, you get the same thing, right? And, and no matter how hard you try, right? Oh, I had chicken last night. Oh, when we go there today, I'm not going to get chicken, but you get the chicken dish because that's the dish you like, right? And no matter how hard you try, you just get the same thing. And I know Grace, I've, Grace, I've tried to like psych myself up. I'm like, Grace, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting the carbonara. I'm not, I get it every time. I'm getting something different. I'm gonna try the bolognese or I'm gonna try something different. And, and you get there and, and you just like, you go through the menu, like that looks good, that looks good. And then you see the carbonara, you're like, but that looks great, right? And, and you get the same thing. I know for me, it's, it's, it's ice cream, right? Cold rock, I, I think I've spoken about cold rock, you know, quite some time, a lot on this platform, but I love cold rock. And, and, and the cold rock ice cream place, right? Every time, Aussie vanilla, Chocolate brownie with Nutella. Every time. Every time. And, and no matter if it's, if it's Sunday or if it's Tuesday, whether it's 10 a.m. in the morning or 8 p.m. at night, right? No matter if what clothes I got on, no matter if it's hot or cold outside, whether there's $100 in our card or $1,000 in our card, it's like I'm getting Aussie vanilla with chocolate brownie and Nutella. That's just what I get every time. I just, I can't change it. I know there's been times I'm like, Grace, I'm getting, I'm getting the bubblegum flavored ice cream, right? And I'm gonna get different mix-ins and I'm gonna try something different. And, and I psych myself up and you get there and she's, you know, the lady's like, what would you like? I'm just like, Aussie vanilla, please. You know, with the brownie and Nutella. Like, I can't help it, right? I just keep going back to it. They're just, it's, it's cause I know how good it is. It's too risky to try something else, right? And, and, and for me and for my life, I, I, I see the, the Word of God as something that I can cling to, something that I can hold to, something that no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on around me, no matter what people say, whether it's Tuesday or Friday, whether I'm happy or sad, I, I know that I can go back to the Word of God. And that my life can cling to it, can hold to it, and that it will, it will keep me through whatever's going on around me. And I want to let you know today that, that, that we can believe that and we can have confidence in that. That in whatever season, the Word of God stays the same. It's true, as it, it's true today as it was a thousand years ago, as it was two thousand years ago. The Word of God is true in all seasons. And so when, when, when life's good and life's going great, we, can, or we open up this thing called the Bible and we read it and we, we go, wow. And when life's good, we, we read and we remember that God is a God who blesses and He's a God who cares. And He's a, he's a, he's a God that's there for you. And, and so we praise Him and we worship Him because life's good. And, 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 but when a season of, of, of challenge comes around and we, we open up this Bible and we read Scripture and we go, God, I'm going through some tough times, but I, but I read and I know and I believe that you're Word says that, that, that you are with me, you, you're for me, not against me. And so I can find strength in that and I can find comfort in that because I know, God, that you are still with me. When, when, you're, when you're feeling lonely, you can read the Scriptures and you read the Word of God and you find that He is an intimate God, that He wants to be with you, He wants to be close to you, He wants to be in relationship with you. And so even when others have left you and even when others don't care about you, we know that we serve a God who does. We serve a God who is right there with you in the midst of it. When, when we're going through through hurt in our lives. We can read that, we, that God that we serve is a saviour, that he heals, right? And we can find comfort, we can find peace as we read, as we hold, as we keep to this Word of God, as we read the Bible, we can understand these things that can keep us in all seasons. And so you can find that whatever you may be going through, we can hold to this thing called the Bible, we can hold to this thing called the Word of God. 
And that whatever you may be going through, there's something there that can lift you up. There's something there that can encourage you. There's something there that God wants to speak to you through. But understanding that the Bible isn't just a motivational book, right? The Bible's not there just to make you feel good and give you a shot of, I can do this, and then, and then, and then off you go. The, 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 the Bible's so much more than just a motivational book for you to read when life's not going too well. The thing I love about the Word of God is that it teaches us, shows us, reveals to us who God is. Right? I've got friends who, you know, the, the argument of how can you serve a God who you don't see and you, you, you can't hear from and, and, you know, and that's just crazy to them and, and I get that. But, but my... My, my argument back is I know who my God is. He, I know who he is. I know his heartbeat. I know what he values. I know who he is and I know how he works because he says, because we can read and we can come to understand who the God is that we serve through the Bible. You know, a great example, I actually looked back through my notes from years ago and there was a season in my life where I struggled with um, the story of, of uh of Noah and the ark and the flood. It was just a, a long time ago, but I, I couldn't move past it. I struggled. I was like, God, why would you wipe out so many people? Don't get it, right? And, and I just, I remember I just sunk like hours into this thing. I'm praying, I'm going, God, why would you just wipe them out? Why aren't you, you meant to be a loving God? And, and I didn't get it. And I remember I've got all these notes. I've, I've still got them. I looked back at them. These notes on this, on, I just wrote stuff down and, and it's God was speaking to me on writing stuff and things that I had learned. And, and, and I looked back and there was four points that I wrote and the heading was things that I learnt about God, right, through this story. And, and I want to share these four points with you to get this point across. But the four things that I learnt from the story of Noah was this. It shows that God is holy and cannot tolerate or endure sin. It shows that God is just, that He's a just God and sin will not go unpunished. It shows that God is a God of mercy, that He would spare lives and animals. And the fourth thing was that it shows the power of God. You know, those four things you may not directly read in Scripture, right? Those four things that, Mo, uh, 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 did I say Moses before I just realized? Uh, Noah doesn't, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about Moses later, I think. But uh, Noah, uh, Noah doesn't say like, hey, people, these four things God showed, like God told me to tell you. But, but when we read Scripture and we read the story and we take a step back, Right? And look at the story as a whole, we go, wow, is this, this is who God is, that he, 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 he actually is a just God and that sin can't go unpunished. And then when we take a step back and look at not just Genesis, like not just the story of, of, of Noah, but we look at Genesis, and then we look at the Old Testament, we look at the New Testament, and we look at this vast thing called the Word of God, and we go, wow, we can actually learn so much about God. That it's not just the text, it's not just what is written word for word, oh, yep, this is what I know, but it's God, what can you reveal to me through this Word? What can you reveal to me through the scripture, through this story? God, why did you do that? And, and ask him in prayer and, and meditate on it and drench yourself in it and just go, God, I'm not moving till I know why. I'm not moving till I get this because I don't understand why that happened. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. And God showed me who he is through this story. And so God can speak to you not just through the Bible and through the text, through the, each word, each verse, each chapter, each book, but he can actually speak to and reveal to you things about himself through the story, through the narrative of the, of, of the biblical text. 
And so it sounds good, doesn't it? We can learn, know who this God is through the Word. And it is, it's great. But I've got this behind me because I don't want you to miss it. The issue is that you have to find it and experience it for yourself. The issue is not the Bible. The issue is not the Word of God. The issue isn't there's not enough books, right? Has anyone ever thought that? I'm like, God, why couldn't you, like, I know 100 books might be excessive, but, you know, at least there would be more that we could know and make things, you know, clearer, and no one's ever thought that. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, why 66? But uh, the, the issue isn't the Bible. The issue isn't the text. The issue isn't that God doesn't explain himself well enough. The issue isn't there's not enough books. The, the issue is that, that we have to find it and experience the Word of God for yourself. You have to actually open up your Bible. You actually have to read your text and read your Bible and read the Scripture. And you actually have to come in prayer and with the heart of God, what are you trying to say? God, what are you trying to do? God, show me, reveal, talk to me. What, what, what can I learn from this Scripture? Right? And, and, and I understand it. I understand the ones who are like, oh, reading, right? Right? Reading, it takes effort, it takes time. I'm with you, okay? I, I never was a reader. I'm not a reader. And I never will be a reader, okay? I, I, I hate reading, right? And to this day, for me to read a book in general, right, just to, just to read, I have to put so much effort into doing that. Like I'm told I have to make sure the atmosphere, I have to get, be in comfortable clothes, I have to, I have to do a lot of things to be able to focus and concentrate and to be able to mentally read, right, for a period of time, because I'm not a reader, right? And so it takes a lot of energy for me. It takes a lot of energy for me to, 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 to read, right? And I get that, right? I remember in high school, we used to, uh, drama or English, but we used to like sit in the circle and, and like we'd read a script or we'd read like a book as a class and you'd, you'd go around the circle, yeah? I was that kid who'd get like two people away from me and be like, miss, I need to go to the toilet, right? I'm like, oh, off you go. And I'm like, yes, you know, like I didn't have to read, right? I hated reading. If I hated reading, why would I want to read in front of people, right? It's just like, I don't want to do this. I don't like doing this. And so I get that. I get that some of us, it may not be easy for you to read. Um, and, and for me, this was sort of one of the elements that helped me understand and, and encouraged me to do this. And, and in Numbers 23, 19 says this. It says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not a human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And for me, it was this, this element of God, you're greater. God, you're higher. God, you're better than me, <laughs> which is good. And I'm glad. I'm glad we serve that God. Uh, and, and for me, it was, a, it was a comforting thought, right? It wasn't like, a, oh, you're scary big and oh, don't hurt me with your lightning bolt. It's, for me, I found comfort in that. Like, God, you're bigger than me. God, you're greater than me. And so I know I can put my hope and trust and, 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 and faith in something that's bigger than who I am. I'm thankful that he's, he's not like me, that he's not like us. And so we can have a confidence in who he is because he's not like you and me. We can put our confidence in God because he doesn't change his mind like you and me, right? Has God ever spoken and failed to act like you and me? Has he ever promised and not carried it out like you and me. The confidence I have and the encouragement that I had was, God, that you're, you're bigger, you're greater, and you're far, you're, you're, you're far bigger than me. And so I can put my hope 
and my confidence in you. And that what you say, I know that I can believe. And what you say, I can cling to. And what the Word of God says, I know I can hold and keep to. Because we all know that words have power, right? Right? We're all mature. We're all adults. We all know that words have power. I don't need to, to, to dwell on that. Because we've all been on the other side of, of the stick, right? We've all been on the side of, of someone saying words that has had the power to either lift you up or pull you down, right? The words that someone else has spoken to either tear you down or lift you up. And so we know that people have power in their words because as they've said that thing, it's made you, it's changed the way you've thought. It's changed the way you feel. It's changed the way you've seen things because of the power of what they've said. And so I'm sitting here going, God, if, if you're bigger, if you're greater, if you're, if you're just outside of, of, of who we are and, and so much greater than, than God, what your words how much more powerful are your words? If, if my words have power and God's greater, God, what, is, what, is, what does the word of God mean? What is the power that your word holds in this life? Knowing that there's power in the word of God. And if you've ever read a scripture, right? Just to give you a very practical element of, if you've ever read a scripture and, and, and you've gone, you know what, I can do this. Bible says, and the scripture says that, that, that God, I'm going I'm I'm to cling to you and, and God, I'm going to hold on to you and I know I'm going to be all right. Do you, do you know what that is? That's your spirit. That's your faith being activated by the power of the Word of God. In those moments where you go, God, I don't know what to do. And God says, I've got a plan for you. And you go, you know what? I don't know what my future looks like. I don't know what this year looks like. But God, if you say you've got a plan for me, then I know it's okay. And I know you're in control. And I'm just going to trust in you. You know what that is? That's the power of God's Word speaking to your spirit, speaking to your faith, going, hey, you've got this. Hey, I'm stirring it in you. My, power, my words have power and it can change the way you think and it can change the way you feel and it can change the way that you see things. Understanding that God's Word has power. We read about this just last week, that Jesus spoke to the wind and waves, and they obeyed. Jesus spoke to diseases, and they listened. God spoke to animals. I mean, He used animals, right? Go do a theme study on the animals that God used for His glory. It's amazing. Different, right? different, different types of animals there. Um, uh, God spoke the universe into existence, right? I, mean, I still remember the day it blew my mind. I'm like, Wait, God didn't, like, because, you know, when you're a kid, it's like God didn't, like, hammer, like, <laughs> hammer the planets together. You know, like, oh, that planet's too big, you know, saw it off a little bit. Like, like God, God, God spoke the universe into existence. Come on, don't tell me that, that, that there's, there's no power in God's Word. Don't tell me that there is no authority and that God's Word does not have power over your life today. And the amazing thing is that you have it available for you today. That we can read the Word of God. We can access this power that is within the Word of God and we can apply it. We can speak it over our lives, over our families, over the world around us. And so, ultimately, why do we have to read the Bible? I want to finish with this, you know, because I thought, I thought, you know, we, we, might, we could come with the argument of, well, I come to church, right? Pastor Trav always, always uses Scripture in his message. And so that's the Word of God. And, you know, and 
I remember memory verses from when I was in kids' church or in youth. And, you know, and I know the story of David and Goliath. I know the story of Jonah and the whale, right? I know these stories. And, 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 and I thought, okay, well, why, what, what's, the, what's the, 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 the penny that's going to drop? What's the light bulb that goes off as to why we have to read the Bible, right? Yeah, we understand there's power in God's Word. I understand there's power in, in Scripture. But, but why ultimately do we have to read it? And I was reminded and led to this in Genesis. Genesis 2, 15, 18. I'm going to read this out. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, it you will certainly die. The Lord God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a help suitable for him. And so we read in Genesis 2 that God speaks to Adam. He, he speaks His commandment to Adam. Eat whatever you want. Eat from any tree except that one. Okay? Eve comes along. Right? And in chapter 3, we then read this. Chapter 3, start of chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman... God really say, you must not eat from the tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, you may eat fruit from the tree of the garden, in the garden. But God did not say, you must not eat fruit from the, sorry, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. And I want to finish with this. And this may be a little bit of a stretch. Okay. I get it. This may be a little of a stretch, a little bit of a stretcher. I get that just because it's not in the Bible doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. And uh, we we don't read every time Jesus goes to sleep, right? I believe He slept, right? But just because it doesn't say it, just because it doesn't tell us every time doesn't mean it didn't happen. I get that, right? But for me, the, 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 the point is true, and I want you to stay with me in this, is that God spoke the commandment to Adam, right? God spoke to Adam. Word of God spoke to him. And my question in my my the, the gray area for me is that we don't read how Eve came to know the commandment. My question is, did God speak to Eve and say, hey, all right, family meeting, Adam and Eve, Eve, welcome to the family. Family meeting, right? This is what I told Adam. Uh, or or, or my, my 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 thought goes, well, did did Adam pass it down, right? Did Adam go, hey Eve, welcome, welcome, how you doing, right? <laughs> We're gonna get along really good. And, and by the way, right, this is all ours except that tree over there, we can't, we can't eat from that. And, and I wonder, and my thought was that, isn't it funny that Satan went to Eve, right? Isn't it funny that Satan went to Eve to try and trick her? And I thought, is it just coincidence? Was it just luck? Right? Was it was it just good timing? Or I wonder if I wonder if because God spoke his word to Adam, that Adam had received the word of God personally and individually in his life, or maybe Eve hadn't exactly heard from God herself that commandment. And if Adam had passed it on, maybe she just heard it from Adam who heard it from God. And my heart's breaking here because I'm going, God, I don't want to be a people who just hear the word of God from someone else. 
I don't want to just hear the Word of God that's passed down from someone else. I want to hear the Word of God for my life. I want the Word of God to speak to my life. God, I want Your power to speak over my life directly, personally. When I, I want to read my Bible so that I can be a part of this and it can be between me and God as I read. I don't want to get the leftovers. I don't want to hear that someone else said that and, and God said to them and so they're telling me and I sort of get the watered down version. I kind of get what God was speaking to them. No, God, would you speak to me? God, that there's power in Your Word. God, there's power in what You say and I want to hear directly from You. I want to know what You want for my life. I want to know who You are and I don't want to know who You are from someone else, but I want to know who You are as I, as I read the Scripture, as I come to understand who You are, as You speak to me so then I can get a revelation of who You are. Because I don't want the enemy to come and try and trick me and try and lead me to somewhere where I don't want to be because I don't truly know what God said. How do you know what God wants for you if you don't even know what He said? How do you know what God's promised over your life? How do you know the blessings that are waiting there? How do you know and how are you meant to serve a God and know what He's got for you if you don't know what He's saying over your life? And so we have to experience the Word of God personally for ourselves. The issue is not with God's Word. The issue is not with God. That we need to be reading our Bibles. We need to be hearing from God personally over our lives, not relying on someone else. And so can I encourage you today, you know what, if you read the Word and you're a great reader of the Word, that's awesome. Can I tell you that God's got more for you? God wants to reveal more for you. Don't sit back and tune off and go, oh, well, everything, I'm, I'm a good, I read the Bible and so I'm good and I'll clock off for today and go home and wait for next Sunday for God to speak to me. No, God wants more for you. God wants to reveal more of His heart, more of His character. He wants to show you more through His Word. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep, keep, keep seeking the Word of God in your life. You know, this morning, if you struggle to read, if you struggle to pick up your Bible, if you struggle to read the Word of God, can I tell you, do something, start somewhere. Do it today. Do something in your life where you can create a habit, where you can make reading the Word of God first in your life. Because when reading the, the Word of God is first and, 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 and we're praying and we're, and we're standing in faith, can I tell you that Jesus will, will be the forefront of your life? When you're reading the Word of God, you can't help but think of God. You can't help but think of the things that, that, that God wants for your life. And when you do that, your life will be consumed. Your life will be, will be flooded by God's presence and you can't help but to lean into Him and to, and, and, and to, and to look to Him. Can I tell you this morning, start something, do, do something, start somewhere. You know, version is an amazing app that you can get on your phone. You can, there's plans that are already there for you. It's free. You can set notifications. It's, it's so handy if you've got a phone to do that. But whether it's on your phone, whether it's an app, whether you read the Bible on your phone on a different app, maybe you, whether it's a Bible, whether it's a small Bible or a big Bible, whether you're, whether you're the, the highlighting type of person or the pen with the notes or bookmarks in every second page or, or whether it's the New King version or the message version, or, or, but, but whatever it is, whether it's audio, but whatever it is, can you do something and start somewhere? The Word of God is too powerful to miss. It's too powerful to just look at it occasionally, to go to it as a, go to it as a motivational book, to, as a pick-me-up. In every season, you can hold to it. In every season, it will keep you. And that you have it available for you today. So I want to finish with this. 
You know, as I was started learning to drive, and, and, and I remember, you know, I remember getting on the Bruce Highway for the first time. And, and I still remember the very moment of doing 80 kilometers an hour on the Bruce, on the Bruce Highway and, and looking at mum going, don't tell me what to do, I'm not going a kilometer faster, right? And there's cars backed up, you know, like, no, but yeah, cars are just like, room, and, but they're just doing like 100 Ks. It's like, and, but I remember just going, I'm just, just freaking out, right? And you know, like the whole like gripping the, the handlebar, right? Until like your in, like your finger indents are in the steering wheel, freaking out. I remember I'm like doing 80 k's. I'm like, I'm never doing this. I'm never going 80 more than 80 k's in my life. This is scary as, right? And the more you learn, the more experience, you know. And now, you know, now we sit behind someone that does like 99 kilometers an hour, and you're like, this is too slow. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it comes with experience. And, and, and for me, it's just a reminder of that. And I go, God, you know, I remember a time where I just struggled. I remember a time where I'm like, God, I don't want to read the Bible. I don't want to read about this king and that king and read about this words I don't even know. I'm like, oh, that's a name. I thought that was like an adjective. You know, it's like, oh, that's someone's name. You know, names that have like 16 letters. So, but I don't want to do this. Right? And I remember that struggle. I remember that time. And, and, but I remember just going, I, I just, God, I, I want to do this. I, I, I want to... I want to read this. I want to know who you are. And, and it's almost like in a blink and, a, and before you know it, it's, it's, it's a part of your life. Before you know it, it's, it's, I, I can't even remember a time where it just clicked and it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I just remember that, that, that period of my life just going, man, this is torture, right? And, and now I just think, God, I, I, I could never live without it. It's a part of my life. Do something, start somewhere. Power and word, and, and, and there's power in God's word for your life for this year. And so I believe that 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 as we as we seek God, your word, as we seek the power in your words in the Bible and Scripture, God, as we as as I believe that my prayer life, God can grow, it can go to the next level. God, where what does that look like? What what do you have for me? As we as we as we choose faith this year, say God, I'm not going to last year fear ruined me, fear leaded me, fear directed my life, but no longer this year, I'm gonna to choose to put my faith in you. I believe if we make those things first in our life, you watch what God's gonna do. And that's why I say this year is gonna be our greatest year yet, as we place these things first in our life. God, I'm expectant for what you're gonna do.